Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we're covering 1989's Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. It gives me great personal pleasure to share with you the new Midwood Mall. You kept saying you saw some guy. Yeah, I saw him. I don't know about you, but that sounds suspicious to me. What the hell are you waiting on, asshole? Go check it out. It's almost like a bad dream, you know? I think I know what's going on. Watch this. That was Eric tonight. All-star cast, okay? And let me just... Hell yeah, all-star cast for the time frame. (laughs) And also into the 90s. Let me just say that this is not a sequel, okay? And also, unfortunately, it is not a musical. I feel like this would have been such a good musical, okay? That's just because you love Phantom of the Paradise. I do, and also I love Phantom of the Opera, where this all derives from. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're Phantom not, of the Mall wants a corn dog. Like I felt not like very subtle about that in this. No, they're they're not. I wish there were some. Someone, please put this on the stage. Okay, this is something I would love to watch on the stage. That would be fucking magical. So it's not a sequel, even though there is a <laughs> second title. Because I feel like when you do Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. That implies this is a part two of something. Not that this is a part one. Part one would just be Phantom of the Mall. But I'm probably reading too much into this. So we have Polly Shore as Buzz Buzz. Well, yeah, because like you do. Polly Shore, Morgan Fairchild, Rob Estes, Jonathan Goldsmith, Ken Forsey. I mean, Foray, I'm so sorry. Who wasn't in the movie? Okay, everyone was in the movie. Now, of course, you know Polly Shore from being that annoying bastard on the 90s on the MTV, back when they played music videos, mostly. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. I have to do a big shout out to Kelly Rutherford, okay? Because I'm a big Gossip Girl fan. Also, I just finished watching that vampire TV show that came out on Netflix that she's in. I forgot the fucking name of it. The Romeo and Juliet one? Yes, that one. Yes. Saw that. So she's a sales girl, okay? And, and for like two seconds. For two and what uh, hey, but in the two seconds it was like, that's the mom from Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's in the movie as well. And you got Morgan Fairchild with what could possibly be the largest shoulder pads in the world. 
The shoulder pads also are in the film. Yeah, they're in the film a lot. Uh, you also have uh, Rob Estes. Now, his name's familiar because he's been in a lot of things. If you remember from the 90s also. He was a hot guy. He was that show in that show called Silk Stockings, which was kind of the Law & Order SVU of its day. They were always solving some kind of sex crime. He was also in the original Melrose Place. Yep. And he was in the revival of 90210 as the Dilf. Okay? He's <laughs> always going to be the hot guy. Yeah, so he was familiar, but... Other than that, and Kelly Rutherford, most of the people in this, I don't remember from anything. Uh, in Kent Foray, of course, Kelly Rutherford. Um, God, you can't forget Polly Shore. You can't forget Polly Shore in the movie. He's a fucking, like, yogurt attendant, and it's, a, like, in all, like, in most of these movies, in that movie that we, Nightmare Beach or whatever that we covered, there's always the prankster. Okay, that always yep. does the pranks, just like there was one in Friday the 13th. He always does the pranks that's like the horror pranks. Yeah. And then, oh no, the horror prank is real this time, and it's not a prank. It's real, but they don't know it until they've crunched on an eyeball or they've sucked on a tongue or some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how it always... <laughs> it always plays out that way, and it's the best. Yeah. It is the best. You know, the premise of the movie, um, oh, the mall itself is a character, okay? Yes, because this mall is the same mall that you've seen in Chopping Mall. mall. Commando. Commando. Probably and a lot of others, too, but those are the two main ones I remember it from, because as soon as I saw it, I was like, hey, that's the Chopping Mall and Commando Mall. It Night of the Comet? I feel like there's another... Yes, po- Night of the Comet, they used it. Some of the interiors, but I think they used a different exterior just because they uh, didn't want it to be quite as obvious. It's the Sherman Oaks Galleria Mall is the name of it. It's still there to this day, I think. We need to go to this mall because it is definitely its own character. Yeah. Now, just, you know, Phantom of the Opera, you have have the burned weird guy that's living... And behind the scenes, you know, under the fucking opera house. And this story is not that far off. Poor Eric. He lived in a house and apparently there were some mall developers that wanted that land real bad. So they just burned the motherfucking house down <laughs> like you do. With him and his girlfriend in it. And he saved the girlfriend. But, oh no, he died. Wink. But he didn't die. He actually crawled in his burned self. Crawled away like a worm. Down into the depths of the fucking underground. Where he decided, ah, this is where I'm going to be. And one year later, they built a mall over his home. But, see, this is the best thing about living in the mall. You always get free yogurt, corn dogs, delicious pretzels, and... When you see Eric's home, quote-unquote, later on, this motherfucker's living in style. It's like if a vampire lived down there. I f- it had a lot of vampire vibes. It reminded me of, like, on Buffy. When they yeah, oh, my God, show. yes! I was going to fucking say Buffy! When they used to show Spike when he lived in his tomb. And he had yes. like a TV and, like, a recliner down there and everything in the tomb. It was like, yeah, that's what it looked like. It was like a... Uh, 90s vampire lair down there. That's Except exactly. He had, he had weights for working out because you got to be in shape when you're going to be a phantom killer. 
First of all, I'm going to tell you right now, Eric is not fucking around, and that motherfucker was in incredible shape, okay? He's doing backflips. He's, he, he is, he's doing a fucking Tai Chi. Also, he's a ninja. I mean, this, he, he's a phantom ninja, okay? He had a lot going on down there. And here was my question that we never really answered. How did they, where did he find this, like, just caverns under the mall like, he literally at one point just takes, like... A that was his house. Through, goes through a vent, like, and comes up, like, through the mall. Like, what was down there that they built these caverns over? It was obviously, like, the finished basement or something. Or, like, the unfinished... But it, yeah, but it had, like, the dirt floor or whatever. It, it had down. a dirt floor, yeah, because they did not... I'm just saying, that was, like... Maybe the house he lived in was... The bottom was a dirt floor. Sometimes they don't put the, the concrete in the bottom. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's obviously far-fetched. That's a bunch of bullshit. It, I mean, it was perfectly carved out. It was like, mm, what's going on here? Unless he paid off one of the construction workers to like... How's he going to pay me off? He's a phantom of the mall. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have money. His uh, his occupation is phantom of the mall. He had that a fucking flat that... screen TV in there. <laughs> no, he did not because they didn't even have flat screens at the time. He had a regular ass TV in there. Is all it's he a had. mall. He had the four hundred dollar DVD player in that motherfucker. Okay, he had once again nineteen eighty nine. No DVDs. He ha- they Keep did have a DVD in nineteen eighty nine, didn't they? No, they didn't. Did. No, I thought that's when it came disc. out. It came out in like ninety eight. He had a CD player. Yeah, CD player for sure. He might okay. have had a laser disc player, but I can't Fine. say for sure. Fine. I don't know. I wasn't alive. But nevertheless, his I was not alive. He let me tell you, his stuff was real decked out. For like the Phantom, he was living it up. Okay. Um <laughs> so not only does this movie have a phantom at the mall. Uh-huh, There's yeah. also a parking lot rapist. This is like, first, whoever these mall developers were, they just chose the wrong spot. They say location, location, location. This was not a good location. You got a phantom. Mind you, they created the phantom. So I guess that's just one of the same. But then you have a parking lot rapist. Yeah, like I thought those two were going to be the same thing at first, but no. It's completely unconnected. There's just a random mask rapist running around on the parking lot, as well as the Phantom of the Mall, who actually comes half to her... Half-masked. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's got a half-mask. Who actually comes to her rescue and saves her with a crossbow. He saves her from the parking lot rapist. Yeah. We're it... calling PLR from now on. Oh, my goodness. This parking lot rapist. Did we find out who the parking lot rapist was? Yeah, he was a guy that worked at the mall. He worked at the piano store. That's why they, when we see him later, he's in a tuxedo. Is he? I thought he wasn't because he gets killed in the bathroom. Yeah. I thought it was the punk son of the guy who owned the mall. No, that guy was just random. That was your red herring. He was the random asshole. Yes, yeah. he was the red herring. He was the asshole guy that's in every 80s movie. The rich asshole guy that always comes along and goes, hey, I do whatever I want. My dad will get me out of trouble. He robbed an arcade machine. Yeah. He robbed it. This is how low. He's like, I'm rich, but I'm going to rob this arcade machine. You know why? Because I'm a punk. And yep. I am a rebel, and I'm going against the great man. And then he robbed the fucking... You know what? At least do like Robin Hood and give it to the fucking kids that, you know, that don't have money. But no, he didn't. Look, when I lived in Joplin, somebody robbed the arcade at the mall, and they didn't take the money. They took the tokens. Wow. Yeah. 
They didn't want. They didn't want money. They just wanted to play games for free forever. <laughs> you know they what? They stole a giant ass box of tokens. What? You only live once. You you only live once. They were I like, guess. "This is what I'm doing." Strangely enough, they caught their ass because you know who's real suspicious? The guy who comes in and just keeps playing games all day and never buys anything, <laughs> and also has the fucking box of tokens in the trunk of his car. No. Yes, they did. Wow. When the police came to talk to him, they were like, "Oh, so you're the dumbass." Okay. First of all, they should have asked for a warrant to look in that car, but his asshole self just opened the fucking thing and. Oh, just... I'm sure. I don't. I don't know the details. I just remember they. This is caught. what we're going with. We're going with that. It was fucked up. They caught this guy. He was just trying to have a good time. Oh, the arcade could pay for it. It was gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Someone in the movie is called Cobra Dick. Okay, yeah. that was my favorite part of the movie because that's like the best name. That's my new band name, Cobra Dick. And the the parking lot rapist actually gets killed by they put a snake. Eric puts the phantom in question. Puts a snake up the drain so it goes up the toilet and bites the parking lot rapist's dick and balls. He, like, okay, they don't show it, but he's taking a deuce because his pants are down. He's not in the stall. He's not in the urinal. He's in the stall. And, uh, yeah, he does get his his uh, twig and berries just ripped right the fuck off. Cobra snake. snake. Yeah. We're going to so- say it was a cobra. He got cobra dicked. Some, some kind of a fucking poisonous snake that oh, you just have laying around. It wasn't that someone got, got cobra dicked. It was that the cobra got his dick. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> My note says cobra dick, so I just automatically assume that someone got caught cobra dick because someone in this movie could be called that. Yeah. This is not that big of a stretch for an 80s movie. It's possible. So this, yeah. So, yeah, he just happened to have a bag of poisonous snakes laying around. That yeah, like you do. He has, like, an oriental rug over the fucking dirt in the bottom. He can have all kinds. He has all kinds of things. He lived in a mall. There was there was cobras in the fucking pet shop. I don't think you can sell cobras. There Maybe. was cobra. It was 1989. They were just doing things willy-nilly. There yeah. was cobras in the shop. I guess back in the 80s, it was like the Wild West. You could just do whatever you wanted. It was. And you know what? If there wasn't, it was like the Cabbage Patch dolls that ran out, but the bitches sold them in the alley. They were selling the cobras in the alley. <laughs> and the alley happened to be like where his bedroom was when it was originally his house. Okay. Um, but you see, this is what, this is what blows my mind. So... They do this to his house. They, they you know, uh, arson the house, right? To get the land. But how big was this fucking house? Because this is a humongous mall. So they just killed everybody that was there. This... <gasps> Ooh, no, they okay. said, remember, he was the holdout. Oh, he was the holdout. No, this is the story I'm going with. I'm going to rewrite the movie as okay. we're talking about it. So he lived there with all the other people and all the other houses no one wanted to leave. They burned all these motherfucking houses down. One house, okay, all the houses down. Oh, he one becomes... house had the cobras. No. <laughs> one house was full of cobras. It was the guy who kept all the rare pet snakes. No. And he rescued him. He like grabbed like he had a handful of snakes running through the fire trying to save him. That's where he bonded with him and became the snakes were like, you know what? You are right, Eric. We're gonna do your bidding from now on. That's what I'm going with. No. He, the Phantom, they build a mall. After the end of the movie, the mall obviously gets burned down. But you know what's underneath the mall? 
the bones of the people. Then they build a whole community over these bones. And then you have poltergeist. Boom. Bones in the pool. Bones in the pool. That's how the poltergeist comes about. Damn, that's true. That could happen. It could happen. It did happen in poltergeist, but it wasn't a mall. It was just... A neighborhood. It was just indigenous peoples. Oh, no, it was a cult. <laughs> Sorry. The second one with the... Everybody always remembers it being an Indian burial ground, but it was not. It was not an Indian burial ground. <laughs> it was just the Native American guy came to help them, and they all get confused with that. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that because... in the poltergeist 2 episode. Because the lovely uh, lady, uh, what's her face? She couldn't come back for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> so she had to, the the lady from the Poltergeist for the yeah. first movie from Le- Le- uh, Vernon. I forgot her name, uh, the actress's name. She, ha- she couldn't be in the whole movie. So she passed on the torch to the indigenous person. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name, but yeah. I know you're talking about the woman. I always forget her name too, but yeah, she, uh. I don't know why. What was she doing? She was too busy to come back for it, you know? I don't know. She must have been doing something because she couldn't be in the whole movie. She was in the beginning like, hey, this is my friend, whatever his name was. And then, um, boom, he going to help you. And then she comes back later on for like five seconds. And then we never see her again. Like, she's not in the... Zelda Rubenstein. How could we forget Zelda Rubenstein? We are so sorry, Zelda. Because, one, that's, like, the most amazing name in the world. Okay? One of my favorite games. Um, And an amazing name. So, oh, my goodness. Do you have a favorite part in this amazing movie, Phantom of the Maw, Eric's Revenge? Well... (laughs) I think the fact that, you know, if we got Eric doing all of his amazing karate down there in the, in the mall. But I love that when he's having the fight with the guy and he's able to chop his head perfectly off <laughs> with the uh, door to the compactor. Like it closes it, like the trash thing closes down and just rips his head perfectly off. It doesn't smash his head, mind you. It just cuts the head perfectly off. That was, that was my favorite part. The kills were... Very exaggerated and crazed. I think that's what makes this movie so beloved. It's because it's just so fucking out there. But you have this guy running around. And we may or may not have... Because maybe people that are listening don't even know what the fuck Phantom of the Opera is. There's a love interest. And of course the girl he saved at the beginning of the movie. Well, just at the beginning of the movie. But the girl he saves, his girlfriend... He's still in love with her and he is trying to protect her and also get back at the developers that literally gave him this terrible new life as, you know, Freddy Krueger running around. It's not a good, it's not a good time because he can't get laid. Let's just be honest. He's a teenage boy. He literally was trying to get laid the night of the fire. Oh, I think he wouldn't get laid because it looked like they had already... I mean, yes, I'm not saying they were virgins. I'm just saying, like, it happened when they were trying to get laid again. Like, you don't get in the middle of the fucking Like, you know, and you don't want to burn dick. That's not cool. Like, no one wants a burn dick, I'm sure. Do you want a burn dick? Nah, I'm fine. No, exactly. That's not cute. That's not a cute look. And I can imagine that might hurt a lot. So, then you have, and then she is getting interested in fucking Rob Estes. Of course, because he's a good-looking guy. He's he is not, a good-looking guy. And he's not living in a cave under the mall full of cobras. I mean, so that's but... that's immediately more attractive to most ladies Hello, right but, okay, but who saved her from the PLL? But what has he done for her lately? 
He saved her from the PR. <laughs> the bar, parking lot rapist. He saved her from him. That's uh, generous right there. It is, but, you know, he's burned. Also, I'm pretty Badly. sure, didn't he get... <laughs> Didn't he give her some jewels or... So he got her some kind of presents. Yeah, he got her like a dress that she wanted and different things. Oh, yeah, it. the dress that she wanted when she bought it from Kelly Rutherford. <laughs> she couldn't afford it and I think he bought it for her. Yeah, it just shows up mysteriously in the car. But yeah, he... Uh, you know, like all these things, it's been a year and a half. If Maybe, I don't know, maybe he had contacted her and said, Hey, I'm alive, secretly living under the ball. I've been burned badly. She might have, but it was like a year later he pops up and she's like, yeah, I think you're great and we can be friends. She was thinking about him the whole time. I'm going to stop you right there, sir. She was thinking about him the whole damn movie, okay? She was so sad and so sad. She hadn't gone over the death. My boyfriend, he died from me, blah, blah, blah. He saved my life. I have guilt, blah, 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 blah. Then Rob Essies comes with his pretty ass face and then she's like, oh no, what was my life? I don't think about Eric anymore. Now I'm all thinking about Rob Essies. She met the motherfucker one day and she's like, I'm in love with him. No, that's when Eric is like, oh, now I was trying to save your ass. Now I'm just going to kidnap you and tie you to this, you know, luxurious chair that I have down here on the fucking sand Oriental Rock. And I love that his alternate Wait, 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 there's a table. There's yeah. a coffee table. Well, yeah. What is he, a fucking savage? He's going to set his mug on the dirt? Get it like... You can't be getting dirty dirt on top of your clean dirt. I'm sure he has mats and everything. Like I said, you don't... He had a fucking system in there. Like, he was playing music. Yeah. You have to have played music for your Tai Chi slash karate slash like That's what I'm saying. You gotta have everything neat and clean. Don't be tracking in your dirty dirt on top of my clean dirt. <laughs> and I love too that his plan was eventually he was just gonna blow the entire mall up. And then like what did he think was gonna happen when he blew the entire mall up? Was it not going to cave in on his little cave? Or was it just not going to trap him under there forever? Exactly. And then also, but what about the fucking beautiful, luxurious findings that, you know, he took a whole year to steal these items and slowly drag them from one end of the mall to the other yeah, that's secretly. How did he get all these tables and chairs down Down the vent that you mentioned earlier. <laughs> He must have because it was this whole movie is ridiculous because the more you think about it, the less it the less sense it makes. Well, he has supernatural powers because that's the whole thing of the movie. You don't he I'm not saying like he has fucking lightning coming out of his fingers, but he the kills are so out of this fucking world. They're like there's no way a human man. Okay, a human man that's badly burned could fucking accomplish any of these kills. <laughs> this is just not doable. So he had some kind of fucking crazy phantom strength. That's what I'm going with. The burns enhance these abilities somehow. I don't know. <laughs> He's dark man. He's dark man. Yeah, you know, it kind of is dark man without the disguise abilities. <laughs> it's dark man. Oh my gosh. This movie was the best. I give it 500 knives. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it was fun to watch. So yeah, I'm going to say this is a definite three knife movie. It's three knives. The hands down three knives because but, it is so fun and it's so ridiculous 
how could you not have fun with such a ridiculous movie? And I love the fact too that she works at the uh, his ex girlfriend there and gets a job at the mall at a restaurant. It's like a murder themed restaurant. Yes, and she like her brooch that she wears is a giant magnifying glass with her name on it. Like that's the name tag slash logo there. I think the place was called like Clues. It was. Like, oh God, that was that's an amazing idea right there. I yeah. love that. I would definitely go to Clues, and I would love to wear this huge magnifying glass. It was great. I remember looking over at you and being like, is that a magnifying glass? Because it was just massive on top of her shoulder. Yeah, and then like you said with the prank, with like, there's so many just 80s tropes in this that you have to just laugh. Like you said, they got the prankster. You've got the uh, the guy who's like, hey, my dad's a, the mayor's a friend or whatever. I can't get in any trouble. Like every little 80s cliche from, excuse me, not just horror movies, but just 80s movies in general. The corrupt uh, mayor working with the developer, you know, that's like fucking that ski movie. The every all even non horror movies. That's just the '80s trope, like you said. It's it's wild how yeah. many there are. And like even that movie uh, Rad we watched, it was like, oh, they're all working together to doom the skate park. You're like, oh man, those evil people. <laughs> we gotta take down the man. We gotta take down the man's gonna ruin our skate park or whatever the hell it was they were doing in red. I don't remember now. But yeah, like I said, this is a definite three knife. It's a lot of fun. Don't don't think about it too much because then you start wondering, like like we said, how the hell did he get the chairs down there? Where's the table? The rug, I believe. Maybe if it'd just been a rug and a TV, it'd have been like I already threw the rug and the TV down the vent. That's fine. But no, he had all this shit down there. Uh, Arrow Video has this movie on sale right now for 20 bucks. Okay, it's a, it'd be worth that. So, Amazon has, like, the whole shebang. Like, double deluxe. It's the Arrow version. Fancy with the fucking lobby cards. Like, the whole thing. Wow. For, 40 bucks. No, they went all out for it. 40 bucks for, like, This is one that I missed when it came out in the 80s, but I, I'm glad I caught up with it now. From the mega deluxe one. Now... I would have to say that um, we saw this on... Tubi, I believe. Tubi? I believe we did see it on Tubi. It was free. And it's definitely worth... Definitely check it out for free. And if you like it, then pick up one of those box sets. Because it's, it's definitely worth it. It is worth it. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty decent movie. And I don't know... I mean, is there... There's sequels... But are there uh, are there sequels? They need to make a sequel. There you go. They need to make a sequel. There's yeah, no there's sequels. Sequel, they yeah. need to make a sequel. I don't think there are any sequels to this. It was its own sequel. It was its own sequel. Yeah, that that they were like, you know what? We're just gonna name it a first movie and add a second fucking title to it. Yeah, yes. they, they did that with a few movies in the '80s. There was that one like Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, and you're like, oh, 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 it never went anywhere. Yeah, that's just I don't, why why they do that. It's not a. They did that a lot. Like uh, Buckaroo Banzai did it. They were like, "Stay tuned for Buckaroo Banzai versus the Crime Syndicate." Never happened. Megaforce came out, and they were like, "Next on Megaforce." They show you all this stuff that's going to happen. Never came out. They wow. just that's. I think that's like a thing where people see it and they're like, "Oh, you thought you were getting the sequel to this? No, fuck you. We didn't even make any money on the first one, much less the second one that hasn't even been really made. No thanks." Well, check it out, and thank you for joining us once again on this amazing episode on Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage, 
and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.